Welcome into Rossi on Wrestling, the greatest, uh, however long this podcast is, of your wrestling week. I am Jason Rossi, at Jason D. Rossi, and with me, as always, is my tag team partner in the podcast sphere. He Hello. is at Billy D. 2411. It is Billy D. Billy, what's going on? We are in the baby studios right now. We are in the the, the J.J. Rossi uh, commemorative studios. I don't think that's a word. No. Um, crem- co- commemorative? I don't even think you want to, I don't think you want to call it commemorative. I know, it's but like I a was collector's edition type yeah. deal. Yeah, whoops. Not a good way to Ceremonial. Start a life. Yeah, just studios. Studios. Anyways, yeah, Baby a, lot, a lot has changed since we uh you last heard our voices live. Um, not for me. <laughs> no, I'm sure things have changed. Christmas. Yeah, good Christmas. Christmas. That was right. Did you kiss anybody on New Year's Eve? Uh no. Hmm. I went to bed at like ten o'clock on New Year's Eve. Exciting. Yep. Single. Yep. Fun. Single, single with a yeah with oh. a wrestling podcast a Madden league bocce league it's a, it's a wonder I'm single so you can yeah and a bocce well bocce league makes you sound like you're ninety yep the Madden league makes you sound like you're eighteen yep and the wrestling podcast makes you sound like I guess like virgin yeah. yeah a virgin anywhere between the ages of eighteen and ninety well that's us again uh, thank you so much for tuning in uh, we are going to count down the top eleven wrestlers according to these two studs right here with help from nobody else. Um, of the decade, top 11 wrestlers of the decade, the 2010s. And um, we'll also uh, just, oh yeah, subscribe. I was trying to think, what, what else do I say? Yeah. Subscribe to the podcast if you're first time listener. Thank you for tuning in. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast, we are there. Make sure you check us out. Give us a like, follow, subscribe. Give us a review. We actually saw a review Five recently. stars review? Yeah. Oh. Five, five stars. Ooh. Six you know stars what, in the Tokyo Dome. You know what I heard too. You can don't. you can press the five star button like once a month, and oh, it counts so can, as a rating. Yeah. So if you've already reviewed us, please review us. Please again. review we us again, or just hit the five star button. And honestly, we'll do that again for you guys. You I mean, know, yeah, you you're like on that. the Apple app right now. Just go there. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, it takes two seconds to leave a review. Even texting, you know, you text and drive. I'm not saying to text and drive. No, but if you are texting and driving, don't hand it to the person next to you, even if there's not somebody there like I do. Uh, and uh, leave a quick little review. Hell it takes yeah. two seconds. It really helps us out a lot. We're doing this for fun. Hope you're appreciated. Hope you're having some fun as well. Um, so first thing we'll. Just talk right off the bat. We said, all right, we, when we do these lists, we say, all right, top 11. We both make lists of 20. Uh, certain subjects. We've this one 15. was 20. Yeah. This one could have been 30. Uh, but we went with each doing 20 and putting those lists together. There's a lot of wrestlers in a decade. I will say this was a little bit easier than the matches. The matches was tough because there's a million matches. Yeah, and matches one of those ones I'm going to always regret because I'm going to remember more as time goes on. I will say once we get a little deeper into this podcast, when we get to a certain superstar wrestler, superstar, what is it? When I drink at the WWE Kool-Aid how I watch a ton of this particular wrestler's matches, and I think not only could they have more matches potentially on the matches of the decade, if you didn't listen to that one, that was our previous one, uh, they also just, what a, just a delight to watch. Should we say spoiler alert right now and just say there are non-WWE wrestlers on this list? Uh, yeah, there should be, because I think you actually put one for once. I put maybe two? Technically two? Techni- Technically two. Well, well... Te- I don't know what's technical. I think you only put one. All right. Well. Oh, oh no, no. Well, technically yeah, two. Technically two. I get what you meant. Yeah. But for the majority of their career, they were WWE. Yeah. But um. Uh, oh, excuse me. Just puked. Um. <laughs> I guess we could say that. Yeah. We'll do go through some honorable mentions. We'll go through a lot throughout this podcast because me and Billy had very different lists at some points, but at the top, and pretty we'll much identical. We get to the close. The top. Five wrestlers were both of our top five wrestlers. And we said we were going to do this for a while. Bleacher Report put out a tweet a while ago, probably like a week ago now when I was scrolling through on Twitter. Sure. And all of a sudden I just see four crotches. And they were all recognizable crotches, unfortunately, for me because it was like Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, and CM Punk's crotches. Okay. Because of the way they crop... good crotch recognition. because of the way they cropped the photo on Twitter. You know how sometimes unless it's like that like unless you... landscape almost yes. look... But, like, I clicked on it. I was like, what the fuck? Is this the best crotches of the decade? But it was the best wrestlers of the decade. And they left a lot of people off. I mean, it was a small four-person list. But no women on it. No John Cena on it. No, like, I looked at a lot of these lists to do the research. Sure. And there were so many people who would, like, have, you know, AJ Styles and John Cena high. And other people wouldn't even have them, like, in the top ten. That's insane Which is me. crazy. Yeah, that's... Oh, listen, that's why everyone does their own. We're going to give you our unique spin. I will just let you know briefly that, yeah, we put our two lists together. We add those points up from a list from 20th for whoever our each and number yep. ones are, all the way to uh, zero, or all the way to one, should I say. And at the very bottom, we'll, we'll give you some more mentions a little later. 
Uh, it, it got really interesting because Billy had some very different ones than I did, and we actually have a tie at our number 15, but since this super, this wrestler was on both of our lists, that's why they get the edge, and we'll tell you who didn't make the list in a little bit. Oh, so. have we mentioned this is a top 11 podcasters dozen? Right? Yeah, why do we keep saying 15? I don't know. I kept, did I say 15 during this? <laughs> yeah, we already? coined, well, I think Mac of Mac and Goo technically coined Podcast no, a Dozen, well, but yeah, we've stolen it. He said the Podcast a Dozen, but we, I think the way it happened, we identically both had a list of 10, the release of a podcast, and both of us had 11. Yes. The famous for us was me forgetting about Mr. Perfect and the Best Intercontinental Champions. Go back and listen to that one. Uh, hilarity ensues at about 48 minutes in. Um, but yeah, so let's jump into it. At number 11 for the decade, 11's a fitting number for this guy because he had the best 2011, made him a breakout superstar, made him re-engage wrestling fans from the past. It is Mr. CM Punk. And he is on this list. At, he actually made some waves right either right at the new year or right before the new year telling uh, Miz to SAD, or was that like... That was technically in the 2000s. That uh, was in the 2000s. Yeah. So he started off the 2000s strong as yeah. well. <laughs> but he really struck at the end of 2011. He was out of WWE by what, 2014? 2014, Royal Rumble, done. So but he hasn't the, been there for over oh, basically six calendar years. But that tell you, tells you how impactful just that small little window that he was in was yes. he had one of the best title reigns in that spot he had yep. one of the best promos in that spot he had a lot of the best matches in that spot mm-hmm. he was a prime time player we've said this he was one of the guys that kept us in wrestling for a very very long time he is a great storyteller in the ring on the mic he'll you know he'll tell you himself till he's blue in the face yeah. he's one of the best that ever done it he's a little bit of bret hart in him a little bit of bret hart in him a t- ton of bret hart in him because he's a, a goddamn crybaby <laughs> but he's also very good in the ring yeah, uh, the CM Punk, the reason, obviously, if you go back looking at the decade, the three real three calendar years, four calendar years that he was in it, 2010, Straight Edge uh, Society had an incredible run there, um, had a great 2000, if you go back to the 2010 Royal Rumble, that's when he famously was like, he had that stone cold moment when he was throwing people out, he was talking to people, he was trying, he had the mic during it, he had the Straight Edge Society. Funny enough, who comes in to eliminate him during that Royal Rumble? None other than Triple H, who oh, kind of did the, the same barrier. thing for the... The original uh, shoveler. Yeah, the golden shovel. Uh, he also just had incredible matches. If you think of CM Punk, you're obviously going to think of John Cena, Money in the Bank 2011. You're going to think of that John Cena, Raw 1000. Uh, Jesus, right um, back to it. Excuse me. You think <laughs> of versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam 2013. The Undertaker at WrestleMania 29. That is, Maybe. I think, probably... Well, the John Cena one's the best match of the yeah. decade well, it for was him. The, yes. That was ours. It was also ours, yes. But it is a great match. And one other one I always go back to and kind of re-engage me as a fan, too, was versus Daniel Bryan at Money in the Bank. I think it was 2012. I think it was after all that stuff. Just incredible matches that CM Punk put together. And what he did, the impact he made on the industry, leaving WWE, putting out the podcast, just did a whole lot of stuff that keep people going. And, unfortunately, I hate it, but for a long time, CM Punk's name declared oh, he, people he, being... Unfortunately, it's like the what chant. It's one of the worst yeah. things you can do in wrestling. I, I know there's people who don't like it when you boo somebody. I would much prefer you boo. Yep. Or even like, I know you don't like the this is boring chant. Oh, I hate it. But worst I hate one. playing to a guy who left you. And that's what yes. I guess a couple of people have said. Like, uh, Stephen McMahon said it. Oh, dear <laughs> Lord. You gotta get your kid to get this stuff uh, That going. was unbelievable. Thank God that didn't pick up. <laughs> it's gonna smell real bad. Continue. Uh... Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon said it, you know, you're praising basically a guy that left you. Yeah. But he did leave a mark because he was that important to the decade, even only in like a probably three full years. Yeah, and he is, I would say, if out of this list, when you look, think of wrestling, who's cool, he might still be the coolest wrestler that's been in the last like 15 years. Now, there's a guy we're going to get to later and we can, you know, you can guess Universally liked. I just think cool, like people like outside of wrestling thought he was cool. Yeah, like that Stone Cold appeal. Yeah, to he had like a, he, had he was cro- the last great crossovery type. Because I just yeah. think he he meant he had so much attitude and you know, funny enough. Uh, all right, let's jump into number ten on this list. Someone that number I think 10. if you were to do maybe this list three years ago, he would probably be close to number one, maybe with a bullet. Right before his babyface turn, I would totally give him much higher grades. And in, you know, I've been his heart. Like we're talking about Seth Rollins here, right? <laughs> Number ten, Seth Rollins. I was just, just making sure. Lead up, just to just, say it. just making sure. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've given this guy more shit than yeah. probably anybody over the years, and deservingly so. His last three years have not been good, but before that, the Shield. Obviously, that started in probably 2012. 2013. Oh, 2012. Yeah. 2012. I mean, he had a great run as an NXT champion. Uh, he yep. was, a, was he the inaugural NXT champion? He was the very first NXT champion, defeating Jinder Mahal. Oh, all right. Well, three MB baby. Yep. Um. <laughs> 
So he was the first NXT championship. He had a great run with the Shield. And then, you know, they had incredible matches. They had incredible storylines. They teamed up with CM Punk at one point. The great matches with Evolution. Then what really put him on the map, what gets him on the list, which, you know, kind of isn't, like, it's still not tainted by how bad he's been recently, is his original heel run. The J&J security stuff. All the matches that he had that I thought at the time were pretty good. Oh, they probably were go good. Back, you can't probably go, go back and look at it and say, yeah, this guy wasn't that, that good. You can't do that. But um, some pretty good promos, famously calling out Johnny Manziel. Yeah. A decent feud. I'll give him credit at this point. I have to. He's on the list. Decent feud with, uh, I was going to say Dean Malenko, Dean Ambrose. Imagine him and Dean Malenko right now. Uh, no, him and Dean Ambrose was an incredible feud. It was much watched TV. That thing with Seth Rollins was, he was the leader of that next generation. This is WrestleMania 30 to 31. He won the championship. Also, don't forget about that. Like, talk about impact and being, cashing in money in the bank, WrestleMania 31 in a main event that, quote unquote, nobody wanted to see. Like, I remember watching that event, but like, anticipate. It was one of the more anticipated Yeah, two of the best too. matches on that card. He did. Him versus Randy Orton was really obviously famous for the finisher, but mm-hmm. also just a really solid match. Seth Rollins just put on really good matches for a long time, and I, unfortunately, whether you want recently, I think it's more character. His in ring's fine. Ever since he opinion. lost the blonde streak, oh, the blonde streak really was it. If you look at all the character that he had with just a blonde streak, that's yeah. all it takes. I hope he brings it back. Just bring uh, it back, dude. At this point, uh, what else do you have to lose? He did end the year solidly though yeah. by getting engaged to the man. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not a bad. That's not a bad way to live. If you right listen there. to the recent Dork podcast, they uh, I think they added her as one of the girls they would steal a smooch from this uh, century. Maybe, Absolutely should year, decade, decade, year, whatever. It you was. would hope so. Um, all right, so some of his matches that I stood out to me: Cena and Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. That was one of the best. The Phoenix Splash, the elbow to the outside. Oh my god, just an awesome match versus Dean Ambrose, Money in the Bank, the one where they both fell off with the title. Just great drama in that one. The triple, uh, the six man tag against Evolution. You can really pick any. That of was those. probably my favorite of yeah. the ones that they had. Even though I think we might have had because of our rankings, we had the Royal Rumble match higher. Yes, with him and Cena, but because I think overall, like, yeah. different style. And then versus Brock Lesnar this year at SummerSlam. Go back and watch it. Yeah, it was fine. Go go back and watch it without thinking about like oh, Seth Rollins. like it was an awesome match. Insane moves were done in that one as well. So Seth Rollins comes in at number ten. At number nine, the aforementioned Becky Lynch, the man. The man. Um, a woman on the list, everybody. Shocker. Well, it's going to get more shocking as we go, I think. We'll see. But Becky Lynch, obviously, started off pretty strong in NXT. Yeah. Was a great character, I thought. Uh, I always mention this match that put her on the map, the one against Sasha Banks, the one that she lost, where they chanted after for her. Becky, after the loss. Yeah, after nothing, the loss. Nothing better than that, by oh, the yeah. way. Like, talk about getting like, over that, that is the crowd showing you the ultimate respect. She had some great matches down there. Her early run on the WWE roster was pretty good, but I yeah. think recently, uh, when did it start? Right before Survivor it st- it Series? It technically started, this run when she became the man, all this started leading into SummerSlam 2018. Because she had a title match scheduled versus Carmella, and then Charlotte won a match, make it a triple threat, and she was like, you're stepping in, you're doing all stuff. She quote-unquote turned heel at some SummerSlam, beating up uh, Charlotte, who won the title that night. Then those two had an ongoing feud for a few months, and eventually, um, uh, Becky Lynch won the title from Charlotte, then led to Ronda Rousey. It was going to be yeah, champion Be- versus champion. Belts and all that stuff. Well, before well, that, well, even, she we, got knocked out. She got the punch to the face where, Nia from Jax. Nia Jax, which turned into a whole nother thing. It just, she became bigger than wrestling in that moment. Like, she became a woman. She was, I, I think I can say this with some confidence, the, the year run or year and a half run that she had is probably the best run any woman has ever had in professional wrestling. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody was bigger than her. I don't think yeah, anybody no. made more noise than her. Her wrestling in the ring dips at times. The yeah. the match she had it, I think it was the uh, was it the women's evolution where they had the um. She, that was her best match. That was her versus Charlotte. Yes, that that, that match was, a, was that insanity. was If you want to see good Becky Lynch in ring action, Evolution. It wasn't the main event for some odd reason because they had to put ronda rousey versus nikki bella but it was the second last match it was incredible it was a false count anywhere yep. like no rules they were jumping off ladders it was awesome yeah that was her best match of the decade and that and was in that run yep and i think the storyline that she had it kind of got soured a little bit heading into wrestlemania oh, she had a it, ton it of steam no pun intended going into wrestlemania but then she lost a little bit of it she but had the she weird loss. back yeah. after, I thought. Yes. She's been but, incredible in yeah. 2019. Yeah, I, thought, I think she's been great. Just ever since WrestleMania, after that whatever odd finish, it is what it is. But it, it was the main event. Don't forget. Let's not forget. She's on here. She main evented WrestleMania as a woman. End of the night winning. Fireworks. All those moments. Stone Cold. Roman Reigns. Daniel Bryan. 
uh, John Cena, who ends your WrestleMania is like Becky your Lynch. focal point, and now it's Becky Lynch. And she was also the first thing to be seen besides the McMahons on the first ever SmackDown that was on Fox on national yes, TV. Yes, and who was she being rubbed from? The Rock. The, the, honestly, right there. These so, are moments. And this is just in the last six months. Yeah, the point I was poorly trying to make here was this short little window of maybe the last, I don't know, 18 months that she's had is just enough to get her on this list. Like mm-hmm. CM Punk was, you know, his three years was enough to get him on this list. She could maybe even be a little higher because I think her highs were incredibly high, especially oh, yeah. for what she did as a woman for wrestling. A hundred percent agree. This evolution, whatever corny names you want to give it, she made wrestling matter for women, and I think now you still see her when she comes out. Girls are excited. Yep. The man thing really encapsulates men to it. It doesn't segregate anybody. It doesn't make you feel weird. It's it's really really great. So that means we'll jump in now to number eight right yeah eight sorry i can't do math the beast number eight the beast brock lesnar i mean as much as i've shit on this guy as well this is the guy he is undeniably great so i want to just start by saying watch his matches since he's returned there are some that you're gonna be like "Eh, like i'm not even like i was there for the dean ambrose oh the randy one one was great that was an awful (laughs) match it's just a spectacle but every match has some reason for you to watch it again every single one he does not have matches that make you go i'm just never watching that again samoa joe versus Bra- uh, Braun Strowman versus Dean Ambrose versus Randy Orton versus Daniel Bryan when he versus... wants to put on a show he's one of the best to ever he, do it it's unbelievable he really some is. of the matches he's had him versus Seth Rollins this year at SummerSlam will just go under the radar just because it was an awesome match him versus AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan consecutive Survivor Series Great are matches. incredible matches him versus him, he had two was both John Cena ones in this decade Everything he's faced is this decade because he came yeah. back in 2000, uh, 2013 after WrestleMania. 20, okay, after so his two matches lost. with John well, Cena were fantastic. His match with the, the Royal first, Rumble with John Cena was fantastic. The first time he fought John Cena when he came back, Extreme Rules, the match he lost for whatever reason, was one of the better, like, crazier matches. Oh, it was nuts. the last time he was like that because then they turned his character into, like, the Beast and turned him into, like, the MMA guy. But if you watch that match, he was bleeding. They were wrestling. He was jumping like over the ropes he was insane he was insane he he's, was definitely he's still a freak athlete and you can oh, see yeah. it from time to time and let's not forget probably the biggest moment of the decade for him was when he defeated the undertaker at wrestlemania to beat the streak it, the most shocking thing i mean i literally remember that night at work saying i would bet my house no you were that, with us i thought no i was oh, at work. That, that's always a no, I wish I was there to see your face. Oh, I almost cried. I'm not kidding. Like, literally, WrestleMania 30 is definitely... I don't know, we don't have to get into it, but the, that's the event of the decade to me because so much stuff happened there that was just, like, incredible heartstrings and everything. And we'll get to more of that later on. But yes. that... Giving him that moment, I... I you know, I still hate angry. it. Yeah, I oh, still yeah. hate it. Me too. But what it did for his character, what it did for wrestling, I mean, it, he would probably still be on this list without it, but that was one of the biggest landmark moments in wrestling that night i remember saying to people like i would bet my house that this guy is not being the undertaker it this no, will not in, be in the, the story, guy to beat the undertaker and the, there was no story it was literally like three weeks before they initiated the the go home version of raw i remember the undertaker stabbed brock lesnar through the hand yeah. it was like their whole story even though he was fine um and i was like this just this match doesn't even need to happen because yeah. the story famously was it was supposed to be the rock versus brock but rock got hurt at wrestlemania 29 it delayed filming of a movie yeah i forget what it and was then they now. couldn't get the insurance and then yes yeah, so, and then he was done thing. he hasn't really rock has not wrestled technically eric wrestled. rowan yeah <laughs> it hasn't really wrestled since because you know with his other careers but with that being said one of the more shocking moments and after that brock they made him the one thing they did and this ties into the they made him literally everything. He was the end boss. To this day, nobody beats him. He's still got the title. He's entering the Royal Rumble number one with the First title, which is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, we'll, that, we'll save that for a future podcast. But he is currently won a gajillion titles of fields. But he also, he's never lost clean until Seth Rollins beat him at SummerSlam. That's, well, Brock, uh, sorry, Goldberg beat him in quick fashion. But, like, Seth Rollins beating him this past SummerSlam or SummerSlam 2019 was a landmark moment because it was the first time he was, like, beaten clean in a long-gated match. Yeah, I mean, they it's made him an old-school, big-time, unbeatable heel, yep. which, to the credit, it did give a little cachet to his name. It gave a little cachet to things that he was in. I think at certain, he's on this list because he's been so important. In certain ways, I think he's kind of ruined wrestling a little bit, too. The Kane Velasquez stuff is really oh, yeah. pissing me WWE's off. That really, kind of shit. Yeah, uh, the, I agree with the, you. The Goldberg stuff. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of bad to him, but he is polarizing. Yes. And, you know, a lot of these guys on this list are polarizing. And I'll say this: when he's on Raw, you just got to see what's going to happen. It's unfortunate. It's like he's he's the biggest mistake and best thing that's happened with WWE because WWE leans on him so much and he doesn't really do all that much. But you're like, you got to see when he's on. It's just yeah, it is must see TV. Unfortunately, 
Well, because Raw doesn't have much to must. And unfortunately, we are, like, as a group of wrestling fans collectively, Yes. we don't put our foot down enough. I think if we didn't put our, if we put our foot down and stopped watching when it was bad, they would probably respect us a little more. But they don't respect us, and no. they just and they have millions of dollars, and they don't care. Yep. Uh, so jumping in next, speaking about someone who doesn't care, and technically he was on your list too, so this is another person that really wasn't. So you put three people that worked. But this gentleman was in WWE for a little while, and then has set the flag and stomped, uh, stuck it in deeply into New Japan, and now All Elite Wrestling. Coming in at number seven yep. is Chris Jericho. Now, Insane. 2020... We're looking at the decade of 2010 to 2019, and Chris Jericho is not only... Like, he could have been higher. He could have been higher. The only reason that I didn't give him higher is because he looks terrible. He does not look like a wrestler. But he doesn't look good in the ring. I will say the List stuff, the Kevin Owens stuff, the he's way he's incredible. been able to reinvent himself, what he did starting, you know, helping to start the company of AEW. Even in the early 2000s, well, the early part of the 2010s, he was around. He's been around since, you know the late 90s and he's still going somewhat strong today. i would say he is he's he's the lead guy in aew he's the but champion this guy is a, a catchphrase machine yes he's a promo machine up until like two years ago i thought he worked really good matches every time he was out there and now he's a little bit sloppy but in his presentation <laughs> and in his ring work but the guy is a stud he's one of the all-time greats he's a legend and he's really had a lot of great moments. Oh yeah, even in the last ten years. Think about th- th- before I get. I, I will rebut a few things. I don't think he looks that bad. As bad as he quote unquote looks. And he looks like, terrible. But as an look around at the people, somebody had a great. I think it was on Reddit. It was like showing that picture. You know that uh, South Park nerdy guy who's on the computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They show like yeah, everybody yeah. critiquing Chris Jericho's looks right now. Anyways, but um, you know this guy went to New Japan, reinvented himself, had matches with Kenny Omega, yeah. created a character called the Pain Killer. Um, he, the pain maker, I'm sorry. And then he also, uh, you know, like I said, went to New Japan, was in AEW, fought for WWE, had the great run with Kevin Owens, a, f- a festival friendship, the list. Even before that, if you go back even years, him for CM Punk at WrestleMania 28, no one really talks about that match. Good little feud those guys had. He was in a bunch. He also, in 2010, at WrestleMania 26, was in a championship match versus Edge. Uh, wasn't at WrestleMania 27, I don't believe. 28, obviously, against CM Punk. 29, he fought Fandango. Like, he just has such yeah, an he's array. been around and doing a lot of and things. And he just does it all. There's probably one or two moments that didn't work out for him. He couldn't get Dean Ambrose over. He couldn't get Bray Wyatt over. But everything else that he pretty much did in the decade worked. But those guys, I wouldn't say he didn't get them over. It was the preparation for those guys to become the next level. That's also why Chris Jericho, I think, is one of the greatest of all time. He could be your champion and like lead you. He also is a great person to like prepare somebody for a main event, like work with them. And I think Chris Jericho, honestly, like if he does this for another two years, he's like Tom Brady, but not you know that unbelievably next level. But he really, to me, is like people who love Ric Flair. Like Ric Flair was old for me and for old for us, like a little bit. I think Chris Jericho is this generation's Ric Flair. Like he is just. He has done it all, and you can't... Like, he's just relevant. Yeah, he is. I, I will say that. And he's still uh, got 20 years to even catch up to when Ric Flair retired. Yeah, I'll give him the Kevin Costner... Not Kevin Costner. Uh, Cal Ripken Award. Kevin oh, Costner slept with his wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, that's where I was going with that one. But, yeah, he's been around. I mean, he had... Even, like, I think it was 2017, I saw his match, the first match he had with Kenny Omega. That was a fucking oh, phenomenal awesome. match. A lot Great of match. fun. But I just... And obviously, he's a big deal. AEW, he's still the champion. He's still yep. what they're building around. He's still creating catchphrases left and right. He's got a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah, a little bit of the bubbly. LA champion. Like, I still think my favorite thing of the decade is you just made the list. Because you know what? If that was around in the late 90s, it would be everywhere. It would yeah. be everywhere. You just made the list. Oh, yeah. He was he was great. And just the way it led up, it would just say, like, oh, you know what I'm going to do now? Oh, you know what I'm going to do? He pulls out the list. And you know he's going to say, oh, yeah, he's... He has the he does have great charisma. He, he does have charisma like The Rock, and people always want to say The Rock's like the greatest charismatic wrestler of all time, which probably is true. But he's right up there. He just has he oozes charisma, and yeah, it comes and so he, naturally. And he he is a lifelong wrestler, even with you know Fozzie getting in there here and there. He is dedicated to his craft for the most part. I, I really just I just look at him now, and it's like meh. <laughs> See, I also look at you know I know a lot of people you know when it comes to matches from Jericho to this this decade they don't not a lot of them jump out I still really liked him and AJ at Wrestlemania 32 uh him, wasn't terrible yeah him and Kim thanks uh, oh no Kim, forget that that actually sucked I thought that Chris Jericho sandbagged AJ Styles in his first ever match in WWE I remember his first that. WrestleMania match first WrestleMania match yes 
Uh, I just, I don't know. I dug, I thought the match was better than people let on. Chris Jericho also has one of my favorite wrestling matches of all time. Not from this decade. WrestleMania 19 for Shawn Michaels. That is awesome. was my favorite match of all time for a long yeah, time. That until, is just. It's just a beautifully, perfectly It's one of those match matches that. Two people in there. Pretty much prime. Yeah. Well, Shawn Michaels' second prime. And Shawn Michaels' right. return match to WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, but we're getting off. Um, all right, so let's jump into number six, and we'll go through some honorable mentions before we hit the top five and tell a little story about the top five. Number six, this one, uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think... Oh, the shit. Bum, bum, you bum. wouldn't think this guy would be on the list, necessarily. What? By the way. No, but you wouldn't think. If you're, like, a typical wrestling fan at this point, you're like, ah, oh, that guy sucks and all that. Roman Reigns comes He's in at number six. He's undeniably great. He's, he is an excellent wrestler. He was pushed Typically down the has the best match on the card. Ooh, don't know if I'm going to go there. He, he has good matches. He never has, a, he's, never has a bad match. I don't know about never. I watched him versus Triple H, and that was pretty bad. In that was just, the, uh, yeah, you were just fatigued. Well, still facts. I also saw him versus Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 34. Also not that good. True. And his entire career has been the decade. He started in the developmentals, I think, in like yeah. 2010. And he's gone all the way through. He's main evented how many WrestleManias? You said? He went Five? four in a row. He four went WrestleMania row. 31, 32, 33, 34. Okay. And not he bad. had bad matches in all of them but one. I wouldn't say bad matches. Oh, I would. I'm not saying it roots him. WrestleMania 31 versus Brock Lesnar, awesome match. Maybe the last really good main event in WWE, WrestleMania-wise, because you really didn't know what was going to happen, and you anticipated And you weren't fatigued it. yet. It wasn't that no. long. No, and it you were like anticipating... four it was and a half hours. No, it was the last one. No, it was four, three and a half, like 45. I yeah. watched it the other day. Like, as you see, the timestamp. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar WrestleMania 31 was the last great main event because throughout the event, I didn't want that match to happen. I didn't want Roman Reigns in position. I wanted Daniel Bryan. But what they did was they made me want to see how they were going to pull this off. And it was beautifully done. And then the Seth Rollins sprinkled in. Then WrestleMania 32, we fought Triple H in one of those. If this was like 20 years ago, it would be fine. But it was eight hours long and the match wasn't good. WrestleMania 33, he closed it by, quote-unquote, retiring The Undertaker. Maybe the worst I actually match. like that match. Oh, well, you're just foolish. But uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to comment on that. It's one of the biggest garbage junk I've ever seen. Then WrestleMania 34, he closes out by losing to Brock Lesnar. And everybody's just like, all right, just give him the title. You're going to give him the title. That one I was so oh, yeah. fatigued by. That was, was probably brutal. the worst WrestleMania in no, recent memory. 30 Four way better than the last two. Was I, it really? I, per, for me, being at all yeah. these, I actually I was, liked this past WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I thought there were some good moments. There definitely was, but these matches this is way too long. But well, Russell- working our way back from the cash in moment, yes. before that was the Royal Rumble where they couldn't get him over oh God, and they brought the rod out. I was so mad. Brought the rod out. Brought the brought the rod. What out. are you, Lars Sullivan? No. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, that was a hell of a story. <laughs> but. You know, they brought The Rock out to try to get him over. Couldn't get him over. But the oh. thing that was so crazy was the year before, everybody was foaming at the mouth for him to win over I know. Batista. I know. And he didn't. And then the years before that, of course, he was in the Shield. A great faction. I thought he was going to be the breakout star. I think I was the only one who thought that. Yeah, I definitely didn't. I thought it was going to be Dean Ambrose. I oh. just thought, oh, Dean Ambrose is awesome. All right, let's just get over it. Oh, it's fantastic. He's not awesome. Is he coming up on the list? We'll find out. Yeah, no. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but Roman Reigns, I think, usually, in my opinion, has, if not... The best match on the card, one of the best matches on the card, just teamed up with the Usos. It looked like, maybe? yeah, I'm liking this. I'm liking. Oh, it is. The factions are back, baby. Factions are back, baby. Uh, and th- what I was gonna say is, the only people who usually outdo him on the card are his cousins. So I'm liking where this is going. DUI Usos. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the other thing when he like held up the handcuff. I was just, I wanted to be like, ah, oh, you were just. You this. guys know about those. <laughs> you know plenty, plenty about those. But. I'm, but I am hoping he doesn't win the Royal Rumble, and I think he will be one of the favorites this year to win the Royal so Rumble. So we can get that will be for a future pod as well. But I will say, like you said, when he when Batista was like who shoehorned in when everybody wanted Daniel Bryan, everyone says, "Oh, everyone was rooting for Roman Reigns because they wanted Roman they Reigns." Just they just didn't want. They just didn't want Batista, Batista and they wanted Daniel Bryan so bad that it could have been you in the ring with it, and they would have been rooting. But I do think you're right. If they had played their cards a certain way, now obviously it all worked out for the better for everything. But then that next year, if they were smart, he still wouldn't have won it. There. 31 would have went that should have been Daniel Bryan's yeah 32 could have been Roman Reigns but anyways um but what you said one thing you say is the best match on the card all that but one match that specifically and we've talked about a lot here on the podcast if you listen him versus the Big Show Big Show is one of the more I don't think needed wrestlers even though talk about 2020 the guy's back and people are cheering for him what is wrong with us but anyway I mean it's just a pop it was it just was a cool. pop it was Wait cool to see him, but like week. yeah I mean if, what the fucking fist fist fight or where the fuck this oh, thing's please. coming up Poor, and you wonder why like, people don't get don't like Seth Rollins it's not his fault this is terrible creative oh but uh, anyways but Roman Reigns versus Big Show and that I think it was Extreme Rules yes. it was awesome and, and like, that was a match with the Big Show he just knows how to work a match it's it's 
you know... You put in there with a veteran, and they both just worked it so well. And the thing with Roman Reigns, now he's become... Because you do put... You, to be a main eventer, Bill, what do you got to do? You got to put him in the main event, man. You put him in four main events at WrestleMania. Now, he is officially a big deal. Wrestling fans still are not ready. Everywhere. Anytime you watch any football on Fox... They are pumping the shit out of Roman Reigns. He's on every single commercial. They're always commentating him on the toss back. Like, yep. oh, check out Roman Reigns on this. He is a superstar. And I will say, I think there is something to being a in the family of professional wrestling that I think you can see with these guys, certain guys in the ring, like even all the way down to Curtis Axel. Like, they just put a little bit more effort into every move that they do because it's their craft. It's, it's what, like, it's their, their bloodline. It's their it's bloodline. Their you know, I, I agree. I think that, you know, again, Roman Reigns this year, though, I mean, this decade, he was, you know, beginning of the decade, nobody Like it or not, he was, he was the man. He's, he's, yeah, he's the top dog. He's the guy. He had a great he match. A big dog. Him and John Cena also had a ridiculous, No Mercy 2000, I want to say 17? Uh, 2018 or 2017? Um, I think it was 17 because Cena was pretty much a free agent by 18. Well, that he was a free agent during this. Oh, well, he basically showed up to Raw because he wanted to fight Roman Reigns. Anyways, he should have been WrestleMania matches. But the point is that these guys, um, Roman Reigns and John Cena, had their promos back and forth. Like, John Cena owned him during that, and I think it made Roman Reigns better. I think that... Oh, it, it upped his promo it made, and you know He actually like, had a couple of good ones. He, he got stunned a couple of times. Yeah, he like, didn't know what to say. And yeah. John's like, it's live promo, man. Let's get it going. Yeah. And it was really good because I think that was the moment that Roman Reigns realized, don't try to be anything more. Don't try to be bigger than just... Quick promos, do what you do best, and go out there. I and kick if ass. I said it once, I've said it a hundred times. When you see him in his own element, just being a natural, you know, Joe, yeah, like just being himself, he is a cool guy, and they just need to tap into that more. And I yeah, think he could be anything. one of the bigger stars in the history yeah. of the business. Yeah, he's, I don't find him too cool. I just, but anyways, who cares? Yeah. But the other part of this also, Roman Reigns survived, you know, a, a, a second yeah. dose of leukemia during this. Not that that gets you on this list for anything else, but talk about just a great story. A great and since he's come back, he's been more likable, and I don't mean it for any other reason, but he just he's not being pushed down their throats. He hasn't been in big main event matches. Obviously, it's probably going to come 2020, but I've really liked what they've done with him. He makes my vision of him and watching him versus, like, the Baron Corbin's more enjoyable, and these, like, funny storylines are putting him in with dog food and stuff. People think that's stupid. To me, that's what, that's what I want out of my wrestling. Yeah. I'm done with one-on-one matches for two hours. I need some some fluff and some crazy stuff. Ten years from now, he'll be on this list again. Um, probably will be. All right, so before we jump into the top five, we'll throw a couple honorable mentions. These are the, the scrap heaps. These are the ones that we put on our list. I got under... <laughs> one of yours is freaking shocking. Ten combined. Well, I'm waiting to see which... I'm guessing it's the very first one I'm going to mention. Yes. At my number 21, the person I put on there was Zack Ryder. <laughs> the reason is, Zack Ryder was a big reason. He's I a lovable guy. He brought wrestling and like Twitter and YouTube and all this stuff like together into the forefront to the point where WWE didn't know what to do with him that they created their own well they bought out a social media brand called Tout if you remember in like the early mm-hmm. 2010s they were doing Tout oh Tout us a message Tout this that didn't work but Zack Ryder is a reason for that he used the advantage of the internet to get his character oh he's the internet champion I just they buried him yeah and that, I, to this day he was a big reason why this is someone who didn't make our list actually two people I want to mention and actually mad at myself but I kind of went from the heart Two people that I just don't know how we didn't have these guys on our list. One, Johnny Gargano. Two, Tommaso Ciampa. Like, I mean, they definitely could have been. They should have been. I, I don't Somewhere. even know. Yeah. I mean, I think both of them are very good wrestlers. They're pretty good characters. I think they're slightly overrated, to be quite Oof. honest. Oof. I mean, I would prefer to have Adam Cole on this list over the well, both of them. I just think he's more impactful. Sure. Well, let's, He made my list. Yeah, so then the rest of the people that, a couple, but we'll do some more album mentions later. Uh, Tessa Blanchard made mine. I just think, you know, when it comes to women's stuff, that women's stuff, when it comes to the women, like, <laughs> wrestling prominence oh, of this stud. last week, she has become incredible. She's actually fighting for a championship, I believe, this Sunday um, against Sammy Callahan. But she, like, was making waves outside of WWE, which outside of WWE now it's kind of, I don't want to say easy to make waves, but you can, it, as a woman, you don't hear a lot. Another she was doing it been by the right ways, too. She wasn't, you know, sticking a tampon in somebody's mouth or anything no, like that. No, that could have made the list, too. You had uh, also on here Tyler Bate. Cesaro. Bailey. Bailey, we both had on our list. Very low. Finn Balor. Uh, Adam Cole. Asuka, who I think I only had her on. I, don't think I didn't have her, her on mine. And I had her pretty high. I thought she was going to make this list, but she did not. Finn Balor uh, will wrap up this section of our honorable mentions. Just because I think Asuka kind of flopped when she got to the main event I don't know. scene. I, she, and she her flopped matches, on, the, on the main roster. Her matches in NXT and her run in NXT I thought were incredible. I don't think, see, I look at it from, I don't care her character. I think she's another one that always has good matches. And I just think her incredible run in NXT was good enough. But again, this is why we do it this way. So we have some more honorable mentions coming up. But let's get into our top five. And this, I believe, for you, quote me if I'm wrong, I think this was your number one. 
Yes, John Cena. John Cena coming in at number five. Do, do, Billy, do, since do, you hit him as your number one, do, do, and we'll get why the number four through one is a little controversial on its own right, but you had him as your number one. What stands out to you the most about John Cena during Well, this? he started off the decade with the uh, the Nexus feud. Yes. Which was an incredible feud, one of the yep. better storylines that the WWE had had for a long time. And then from there, he had a couple things in between, but then he went to pretty much the Rock. two straight matches against The Rock yeah. at WrestleMania, which the were WrestleMania all very 20, entertaining. The 28, WrestleMania 28, what an awesome story. The lead up, he had the, obviously The Miz at WrestleMania 27. The next night, they initiate, we're going to fight each other at the next year's WrestleMania, which everyone, I'm surprised they haven't gone back to that with other, like The Undertaker at this point. Now, maybe you don't know if he can ever wrestle again, but like they, or Brock Lesnar, he's the perfect guy. Stop giving him titles. Do something like that. Like, I want to see, like, after WrestleMania 36, like, tell me who he's facing at WrestleMania 37. Let us go on this year journey with these guys. But, um, but throwing specific- the CM Punk feud in between that, too. Oh, my God. CM Punk, The Rock, he, yeah, Nexus. He, Nexus. Then he had uh, Bray Wyatt in there. He had, um, he had the US Rusev. title reign that was incredible. And that really, that's that really, re- to me, revolutionized him as a character because he took a belt that didn't mean anything and he made it the most must-see thing on the entire brand and every night was a great match against an up-and-coming superstar and he put them on the freaking map and he cut great promos every single night on it. He was just, he's just, I think, one of the best to ever do it. In my opinion, the best to ever do the it. The champ is here. Yeah. That's what, and he, that came out the when Brock he was... Brock Lesnar feud is in between there too. Oh yeah, Brock, him versus Brock Lesnar, two matches, one just memorable for the fact that he got squashed and that never happened to John Cena. The other one, because it was an incredible match, he won, I want to say, three titles during this deck, maybe four titles, because it wasn't as many as that other deck. He also won the Money in the Bank uh, Championship uh, unified thingy with that we were at. Yeah, that was terrible. For what was that fifteenth so title run? Oh my god! And then he had some of the best matches of the decade against AJ, AJ Styles. Styles. So Kevin I mean, Owens, he had two incredible had matches. Two, yes. So he really was. You know what? I think I really underrated him, and maybe it's because of bias. I'll let you know where he landed at number one for you. Yep. The reason he's number five is because that because he landed at number thirteen for me. Thirteen. I did. I had Oscar over him. I had Oof. CM Punk, Oof. Brock Lesnar, a lot of these guys. Some of the other people that will be only in honorable mentions that we'll talk about in a few minutes. Because I was looking at the impact, but I think the more you're right. Like looking at John Cena. I mean, he was 2010 to 2017, really just the best. I would take out 2010, and I'd take half of 2011 out. And you're right because 2010, like that Nexus was great, but it was more the story. The matches weren't anything special. No, but he, he kind of made 20... that feud go. No, absolutely, because he was the focal point. WrestleMania 26, he had that match against um, Batista, which was fine. He had an incredible, like, hardcore match when Batista quit. It was an I Quit match against Batista. He also had that stuff against Kane that was kind of like the interesting stuff where it was the ambulance match. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was kind of stupid, but Kane came back as, like, the demon Kane and wanted him to embrace the hate. Um, He's the last big ticket guy I think there will ever be in in, in professional wrestling. Well, I don't know about professional. Definitely, well, I don't want to say any. He's currently the last one, definitely, to do it for WWE. Like, you would buy a ticket for him. Yes. Like, I don't think people are right now buying a ticket for you're Roman buying Reigns. T- yeah, you're, you're buying see... a ticket to see WWE. It's, yeah. it's which the is circus, a problem. As, is it... as they would say on the job in Arca. Circus coming down. WWE's coming down. Get your tickets. Take your drink. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I really think from 2010 to 2017, there was nobody better in the ring, mm. on the promo. Mm. He really. His promos just... are incredible. Yeah, and he That's really 100%. is a great in-ring performer. No, no, I, I never doubted that. And like, like what I was saying about Roman Reigns earlier, and what I'm saying about, uh, I think Seth Rollins and even Brock Lesnar. The problem with WWE, the machine that they are, and uh, Randy Orton, who said this numerous amounts of times, once you get to a certain level, they don't want you to do the things you did when you were young. Yeah. They want you to they do like five, six moves, yep. and like that's what people are here to pay for, and move on. And it's really strange because like nobody embodies that more than John Cena. Watch early John Cena matches, like from like when he first debuted in two thousand four, and then you watch him till two thousand and seventeen when he's doing these incredible matches. Two thousand sixteen, he's having these awesome matches with like Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Zack Ryder. Um, he was putting on match of the nights every single time. Oh, yeah. It was really fun to watch. He even had that weird underrated feud with our uh, Truth. In 2010, oh, yeah. I want to say that was when all the Jimmy's? was like, yeah, smoking cigarettes and yeah. Little Jimmy and all that. And they so, weirdly had a cartoonish drawing of Obama on the pay-per-view cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Capital Punishment. Very strange. Very strange. And but, I don't know if that's accurate. Final point, this guy puts on a, a five-star performance every night yeah. he's out there. And I believe the last match he actually had... I actually can't think. I was can't it, think of the last was time. Was it WrestleMania, the Undertaker no, match? Nope. He, that was the year before. He definitely fought at some point after that. Did he? I, I want to say know. I know at this year's WrestleMania he showed up as the Thugonomics, but he didn't cool. wrestle anybody. Nope, but he had the moment with uh, Elias. Word life. Yeah, I, 
Don't know. I can't even think. I think he had. It might have been Survivor Series the year before. Just was like he? I, I don't think, think so. Uh, maybe that was the year before that. Anyways, John Cena comes in at number five. All right. So now, before we get into the final four, I want to say all of these superstar. Oh man, I got I got WWE Kool Aid in my mouth. All of these wrestlers that are on the top four all came in with the same exact point value. Ooh. So four-way tie. A four-way tie for a the number, number one, one spot. spot. So the way, and we'll get it as we go through, the way we weighted these was how much, like where we ranked them. So coming in at number four was my number two and your number four. That is the phenomenal AJ Styles. He... A decade that I think represents what wrestling is today. Started off in TNA, went off to Ring of Honor, did a little bit of independence, went to New Japan, the head of the Bullet Club, formed all these different things, comes to WWE, just awesome. Just Main eventer everywhere he was. Everywhere. Top performer everywhere he was. Yep. And it was one of the few guys that came to the WWE from the independents that didn't have to go to NXT because nope. he is AJ Styles. Yes. And that says enough. He is, I mean, I marked out like crazy when he was at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Coming at number three. Yeah. And I wasn't even like a huge, like, I just knew of the aura of AJ Styles. Like, I had seen his highlights from you know, YouTube TNA and, stuff. and all yeah. that stuff. Like, the, uh, and, I, and I called that it was going to happen in his feud against uh, Dean Ambrose. And I was like, he's going to do the 450 splash from the ring onto the table. And Nestle's like, oh, he's too old for that. I was like, yeah, he's doing it. And, and he, he did it. it. Yeah. He had an awesome feud with Dean yeah. Ambrose, actually. With... But he had awesome feuds with Samoa Joe in both yep, organizations. TNA he was and... a leader of the Bullet Club. This, yep. guy, this guy really did it all and did it at a high level. He is, you know, the John Cena, I think, of the indies and then came here. Sure, I agree. So right now there's guys out there that whether you're watching or not, like Will Ospreay, who's known as the greatest wrestler in the world right now. Yeah. Incredible wrestler. He's what AJ Styles is. There's an aura to him. You're not watching him a lot. If he were to come to a WWE or an American-based program, which actually New Japan's coming in 2020, you're going to see this guy blow up to that next level. I think AJ Styles was that. When you watch TNA, which not a lot of... Well, people did back then, like Ace and Eights. There was some reason to actually watch TNA then. And there actually is a ton to watch now. But it was just really solid. He was an incredible wrestler. Had a couple dumb storylines. They did a couple of WWE things where he had like a mistress and yeah, different the, crap. Yeah, what's her name, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I can't, Dixie. I, yeah, Dixie Carter, but it was some woman. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but AJ Styles coming in number four. There's a laundry list of matches. We named some of them for you. Also, he had, which is really underrated and nobody wanted to see at the time, WrestleMania 33 kicking off the show against Shane McMahon. Watch the match. That is his best WrestleMania match by far and away. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, we it might be before. Randy Orton this year. Might be. Oh, like this coming year? No, he just fought Randy Orton in WrestleMania 35. Oh, I know man. nobody remembers because oh, it was 90 hours long. Yeah, I don't wrestling. That at all. But if you watch it again, I think that might be. But him versus Shane McMahon was more of a spectacle and was really good. Yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed that match. It was way better than the Jericho match. Yeah, sure. he had Jericho, Shane, Shinsuke, Randy Orton. The Shinsuke all, one was horribly. It was great. actually a good match, but, but just. His, his original one with Shinsuke is oh, a if you great go back, match. Yeah, that's also in this decade, by yeah. the way. Wrestle Kingdom 14. Don't quote me on that. Uh, just incredible stuff. AJ Styles coming in at number four. Our next superstar wrestler, if I could get that out of my mouth, both of us putting this person at number three. Shocking to me that Billy put him on the list, but not shocking because he should be on there. Really? Could be number one. A lot of people consider this guy the best wrestler of the decade, like just when people talk. I think he is the best in-ring performer of the decade. He might be, but he didn't get it for the number one spot for either of us. Both came in at number three. So at number three, Kenny Omega. I mean, this guy really won me over the first time I saw him, I think, coming over your apartment yep. probably three or four years ago, watching him against Jericho. I was yeah, like, all right, this guy really is something special. And since then, I've watched a lot of his stuff, and nothing sold me more on this guy than when we went to AEW. He wasn't really on the main program. No, he was on Dark. In the Dark match. Yeah. Wrestled in an incredible match, one of the best matches I've ever seen live. It was versus Joey Janela in a lights-out match. In a knockdown drag-out affair that would blow your fucking socks off and you can watch it right now on youtube it was aw dark it was their second episode so i don't know when i forget when this happened it was a very second aew like television he fought joey janela in dark match and then the match was awesome we were on our feet even my wife got into it that always kind of gives me like a sign and then the craziest thing about it was he afterwards he, yeah that was the best promo <laughs> i've heard live maybe ever he, it was just so passionate so honest real charisma real, yep falling out the ass like this guy is the most charismatic guy i think going in wrestling today and they just need to give him the mic more yeah they and have i think to give him the mic more and i think he sells your product better than anyone i've heard definitely on aew yeah and he's better selling than anybody in the wwe besides maybe paul Heyman, and he's lost his fastball a little 
It's Kenny Omega, and just the name. I know this sounds weird. Just the name has charisma to oh, it. Cash Kenny it. Omega, like it's just not AJ Styles, not John Cena. It's not just a regular name. Yeah, it's it actually like Kenny sound... Beta. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's or it's not like Kenny McIntyre. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's it has a little character to it. I think that helps. He puts on great matches. Stuff against Okada, like, let's not even pretend. He put on 60-minute matches, 75-minute matches. He put on two out of three falls clinics. And they're These two vicious. guys, oh, and they are just incredible matches. He had a uh, match against Abushi. They were, the, you know, the golden lovers there. They had great tag matches. There is so much by Kenny Omega that you will not see, like, on average American television that you go and watch. His Wrestle Kingdom matches, I think it was Dominion, the six-star or seven-star match Dave Meltzer game against Okada when he finally won the title um, as a leader of Bullet Club. Just... Incredible stuff. Kenny Omega coming in at number three. And before we get... Oh, you have something else about Omega? Just the him and AJ Styles and a lot of the people that really, for me, sell the best, like, into moves, out of moves, make you feel like a move has happened. Uh, that doesn't happen a lot in AEW, yeah. but it does with Kenny Omega. He knows how to sell a wrestling match better than pretty much anybody in AEW and mo more than most people in WWE. So I'll give you three more honorable mentions and we'll do our number two, then three honorable mentions, then number one. Because people right now, I don't think you know what's about to happen. You have but, no idea. Uh, so uh, some honorable mentions, Randy Orton. I think he was I had him. Your, I, yeah. I had him. I think I had him in my top ten. So Randy Orton, for me, didn't make the list. Ooh, so that's, that's how he was your number nine. So he's that's my number he, nine. So he made it onto honorable mentions. Kofi Kingston, also not on my list. I number, number eight. eight. Because I really think that Kofi Kingston what he has done over his entire career and the run that he had recently is what I think is probably one of the best baby faces you've had in the last five years. Yeah, he... And just As a impact. true baby face. Yes. Like, everyone... Yeah, who no shades of gray. Yeah, people liked him. <laughs> yes. And, and you wanted, were supposed and to like him. wanted to see him win. Yes. Very rare do you want to see the person win. And he was the most interesting thing going into that WrestleMania because uh, Becky Lynch had lost I still a little think bit there of steam. Was, yeah, either way. It was the just, momentum he had, that Daniel Bryan-esque yeah, momentum. It was also, I actually think both of those storylines got so much mushed in because they did the whole thing where Kofi, you're not going for it. Then they had the New Day winning matches. For it. it was weird. But nonetheless, the WrestleMania moment was outstanding. His run after WrestleMania, really good. And let's go back early in the decade. The stuff against Randy Orton, that feud was in 2009 that bled into 2010. All of his stuff with the New Day. Like, we talk about New Day as being one of the best tag teams of all time for a reason. He's a big part of that. Oh, yeah. He's a huge part of that. And, you know, he had just an incredible decade for Kofi Kingston, who, like, was one of those guys you would be like, oh, he's still there? Like, if you were to think... About yeah, in 2013, you would have been like, oh, this guy's still kicking around. Yeah, oh, what's his Royal Rumble moment? And then the last one I'll mention in this uh, wave, Shasha Banks, who I think is still one of the best women's wrestler, best women's character out there. She is definitely, I probably, I would put her higher than, for me, I definitely put her higher than Oscar. I put her higher than Bailey. She yeah, you is, had her at 14. I think I had her higher. I, I had Sasha Banks. Mercedes? Oh, no, really, at 16. Right? Yeah, Mercedes. I, I love this girl. I think she's smoking hot, obviously. But she's a great performer in the ring. A little bit botchy here and there, but she sells like a superstar. Yep. And she's pretty good on the promo. She's a great heel. She can be a little bit of a baby face from time to time, but if they really, you know, right now she's a heel, and if they keep her that way, I'm hoping they don't turn her baby and have her win at the Rumble, Rumble or something, or something like yeah. that. But I actually like her as a baby face, but right now I want to see where this goes. But and also, she main evented. She was the first woman to main event her pay per view. With Charlotte. Her and Charlotte at pay per view. Her and Bailey had incredible matches at NXT from the half hour Iron Woman match to uh, their Unstoppable, I think it was the other one. They, they just put on fantastic matches. Her and Bailey would both have been much higher on my list if it wasn't for their friendship feud that also never happened. if they just stayed in NXT like yes. a lot of these guys are doing now um, alright so let's jump in we are down to the final two now these two is where it gets a little controversial you had our number one superstar at number number one wrestler at number two I had them at four but the reason they are way to get to the top is wait a second I, wait a second no we're not telling we're not revealing number one okay. I'm just letting people know but our number two Who's you had win? them at number one. I had them at one. You had them at five. Four. Five. I had five. AJ Styles was your four. Okay. So that comes in to being our number two. So this is my one. Your five. Daniel freaking Bryan. The most incredible arc maybe WWE's done in a long time that they didn't even want to do. And he's been doing this, well, just like when I was shocked when I researched him a little bit yesterday. He's oh, been doing this since 03. 1999. Oh, yeah. But 03, I remember like hearing yeah. about him because that's when... Um, Ring of Honor, like I started to know a little bit about Ring of Honor and him versus Nigel McGuinness. Anyways, we could talk about his career another time. Trained by the great Shawn Michaels, by the way. Yeah, well, like that's like weird. More, <laughs> more. It was like more uh, William Regal yeah. to hear him. But yes, Shawn Michaels' camp. He went to like half a day. Um, it's like when people go to Berkeley. Like John Mayer. Oh, he went to Berkeley for like a moment. Yeah. Uh, I like banged a girl there. 
checked our oil. Um, so <laughs> Daniel Bryan, the highs are extremely high with him. WrestleMania 30, the whole run there. His matches against guys like John Cena at the at uh, SummerSlam the year before. CM Punk. CM Punk. The match against Bray Wyatt, which nobody talks about to this day. At Royal Rumble the year that he wasn't put in the Rumble, it was the first match of the night. That was a great match. Oh my god, one of the better matches of the decade. Incredibly fun match. Put Bray Wyatt on the map, made both these guys look good. That storyline too, where he was part of the Wyatt family. You know, I found out, they somebody revealed it recently, that the reason he was only in the Wyatt family for like three weeks is because when the yes chant started being said at like Michigan State and all these things, they said, we gotta, gotta put... The, the gas the, behind this yeah, yeah, the but they still part. weren't it was too late for them to have him win the rumble for some reason I mean to me that is the biggest thing one of the bigger things to come out of the entire decade oh yeah yes and that's we, why he was so high on my list that's why he was probably your number one that whole Wrestlemania movement everything that happened that was one of the driving forces to really get me back into wrestling to be like oh let me check out what is going on with this guy right here and that's why I really got fully all in back into wrestling and that was probably the last truly great Wrestlemania yeah, I, I may give 31, like, a great rating, but I think 30 is, like, the biggest because of the moments. But, like, 30, 30 and 31 are by far, like, the last two. To, if you yeah, would ever say, like, sit down and just watch WrestleManias, those are the last two. But Daniel Bryan's run, like, he was must-see television Monday night in week in, week out. Him with Kane, really entertaining. Oh, Team Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, hell no. Hell no. Uh, great stuff. The Dr. Shelby. It was goofy, but, like, those two guys made it work He can well. make anything. And, he, he does make anything work. And I was just going to say, he was a good heel a couple of years before that. His run, when he won the briefcase, he kept telling the Big Show how he's going to overcome Mark Henry. He was going to end the Hall of Pain. Eventually, Big Show wins the title. He cashed in on them. Next, you know, he's fighting these big guys. It was just... Really entertaining stuff. Put Daniel Bryan on the map during that time. And then, obviously, the run to WrestleMania 30, where he's the B-plus player. Everybody and their mother was rooting for Daniel Bryan. Storyline was believe. incredible. All the stuff on Monday Night Raw was incredible. All the matches he had leading up to it were yep. incredible. Was the Randy Orton. Got, yeah, the Randy Orton, the rub that he got from John Cena. Yep. All of that stuff. And then the two matches at WrestleMania, the moment at WrestleMania, that was one of the few times. I think Kofi's moment at WrestleMania was up there, which was a similar storyline, yeah. and it was... Daniel Bryan putting him over, obviously. But when he won in that triple threat match, and even the match before that you always oh, talk man. about, Triple, Triple H, H, which is a great oh, match. It, it's it's insanely entertaining and really, really good match. Talk about two guys that just put it on a show. Not to sound corny, but I think that was one of the last times that WWE truly captured the hearts and yes. the emotions no, you're right. of their fans and brought them along on the journey and like really paid it off in a huge way. Like I was emotional when he won and was on the table at the end of the night. Yes, with the, with the two belts just saying yes. It is a moment for it's a moment time. of time it is it's a moment of all time it's right up there with Shawn Michaels sliding in for us May 12th yeah. like no one or like the boyhood dream when he's kissing the belt there's Bret Hart being on the shoulders of everybody mm -hmm. there's Hulk Hogan slamming Andre like that moment because it's a different era it's a now. top 10 moment in wrestling history it, it has to be because it, it was the fans winning it was yeah. he represented the fans he still does to this day and he also the reason I love Daniel Bryan I think he's one of the best wrestlers it's not about the W's it's about the matches he loses matches and he it doesn't lose he has he put more team. people over since oh, yeah. coming back and even when he had the championship and that's yeah. another thing that like he really ended the decade on such a strong note yep. I mean he had the great heel run where I think he was also one of the better heel champions yes. in a long time he made time. The, the guy he that you loved so great he and took his character and just, barely tweaked it yep. and became an asshole yes and people hated him yes and you wanted to hate him yep. and you wanted, he to wanted you to hate him yep. and he made you do fickle like yes. everything that he had you eating out of the palm of his freaking hand, and then they turned a baby face really quickly, and then you were right back in. Yeah, I'm, and I'm right back in right now as we speak. But he also just we have to talk about it. At WrestleMania 30 had a great title win, defended against Kane, and actually pretty good hardcore match. That was gone. That was gone for like eight months because he had some issues, neck issues. They were hearing all these different rumors. Comes back, even the stuff with the Miz on the on, uh, oh yeah, on, on talks back. back. That was some of the the reason the Miz is, is become even bigger is because of that. But then he comes back for WrestleMania, uh, the Royal Rumble the next year. Doesn't win it. Wins the Intercontinental Championship, WrestleMania 31, and then is forced to retire. Yeah, he's forced to retire. Comes back th two and a half years later, and then has and, to go away again. And it, no, no, this is when he was, oh, that was he fully back. Come, yeah, that's when he's fully back. That was that the GM stuff. Yes, and then it was just like. He comes back, fights at WrestleMania 34 with Shane McMahon against Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Just Daniel Bryan is wrestling to me. Like he is right there. He is the heartbeat. He is everything. He's what's good about wrestling. He seems like a really good guy. Doesn't seem like a po politician back there. Mm -hmm. Whatever. He's happy to be where he is on the card. And I'm so excited that he's back at wrestling. When he first came back, I remember being there at that WrestleMania. A tear did come to my eye because I'm like, this is one of the best things I've oh, ever yeah. seen. 
It's, it's just amazing. incredible. And I'm so happy to have him in wrestling, so happy to have people like this, because we don't have a lot of them. Like, we were talking about Roman Reigns earlier. Well, Roman Reigns is an incredible wrestler. He's not that, like... He, he doesn't possess the natural charisma. Yeah, and just like the, I said, there's more time. Yeah, he just doesn't, like... And maybe they don't, like... I think they don't let him be him enough. They try that's, to make him this, yeah. like, big dog character. But, like, when they really embrace... And that's what we've always said. That's what they've always said. Like, when you take their personality and just turn it up a little... Turn it up a little. Turn it to 11. Let them be who they really are. That's when you're gonna get your most natural stuff. It's yes. you know, like it, with anything. Like when, when I tell people what to do when they're on TV, it's like, yeah. just don't be a robot. Be you, and your natural whatever you have is gonna come out, and that's gonna be better than anything else you do. And that's why Daniel Bryan is so great because even when he was the heel, like that was you know, uh, the Planet First gimmick yes. that he kind of stole, he made fun of everybody for. <laughs> but like that's who uh, he is, and junk. he just turned it up a little bit. Yeah, that's who. Yeah, if you ever watch Total Divas or anything, he talks about it, it's who he really is, and, and I'm, also. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I will say, you, you conceded that John Cena should have been a little higher on your list. Absolutely should. Daniel Bryan could have been a few takes higher on my list. So realistically, if we were to redo this now, and I'm not taking back, and I'm not oh, taking no, no, anything no, no. away from our number one that's going to be coming up, probably Daniel Bryan and Cena could have been one and two. Yeah. But it's also, they, this yeah. is what we do. We wax poetic, and we have a little bit of fun, and we cry. Yeah. All right, so the last couple of honorable mentions before we say number one, we'll recap the list. Honorable mentions, these people you might be thinking, oh, maybe this is number one. Maybe that's number one. Well, they're not. One of those being Dean Ambrose. Yeah, not Dean chance. Ambrose, John Moxley. Not a chance. Maybe one of the more impactful people in wrestling over the last decade, though. Kind of. Him leaving Kinda. WWE on yeah. his own terms, getting this send-off. You're thinking, oh, he's not really leaving. Is he leaving? Is he not? To go into AEW, the stuff he said about WWE on podcasts, like... A little he, more professional than CM Punk when he did it. Not a ton more, but more. But oh, anybody, definitely well, anybody could have been more. Like I think me literally crapping on like my former bosses. Literally, it would be more professional than CM Punk. Um, this one for me was on these next two. I don't think we're even on your list. I think it's Cody. Cody Rhodes comes in with really high for me because this is a guy that was more impactful than maybe anybody of the decade. Left WWE, went out and made a list, like a list of Jericho, yeah, yeah. all the wrestlers he wanted. He went to every, from small independents to big, uh, like New Japan's. He wanted to fight these guys where they were, like Kurt Angle, uh, Moose, some of these guys in all these different places. Went and did it, then created his own company and his own image, got the backing of the Khan family, and now is the driving force behind AEW is their top baby face but doesn't put himself in the position to be like closing the shows all the time and I really respect that technically it, he can never fight for the championship that was I thought that was one of the best things they did because I want to see where that goes AEW started strong right now especially someone like Cody going to be feuding with MJF I'm, he's somebody I want to see I continue to look at and I'm inspired by him because talk about someone just putting their money where their mouth is Putting all of their life Literally. in one place, and uh, that's why he and he's was done a great job so far. And he became a better wrestler. Like I never thought oh, of him. I thought he was a pretty good wrestler. He was fine. Stardust actually had some good matches, but like he was fine, and then really turned. Also, him and Sando had some good stuff early in the year. And this person I know wasn't on your list, which blew my mind a little bit, just because you did have Kenny Omega on there. It's like peanut butter and jelly, I think, for this decade. That's Okada from New Japan Pro Wrestling. I just didn't see enough of him. Sure, I'm sure. Uh... What is it? Beset will get a little oh bit Oh my mad. god. People always get mad like when you didn't have the young boys. Well, I didn't see him. Um, that's fair. But Okada to me, I think he was like my number five. Yeah. Or, he was way up there. I mean, he definitely could have made my list. I had other guys that, I mean, did you have Finn Balor on your list? I did. He was my number 17, Finn Balor. Yeah, Okada Finn was Balor. my number five. All right. Well, and you had John said, Cena at 13 and we could have put him at one. It's true. <laughs> so things happen. So those are people that did not make our final. Uh, so just to recap, CM Punk. Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Brock Lesnar, Chris Jericho, Roman Reigns, John Cena, AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, Daniel Bryan at number two, and number one, and the reason for number one, before you say it, number one comes in, because this is a decade, I would say, of two things in wrestling. The independent, like, smaller guys, like, the big guys are gone, and not, and the, I think a huge thing that was impactful this, this decade with wrestling, women. And when you think of women wrestlers, and you think of maybe the best wrestler on the planet right now, who do you think of? Well, maybe do you want to answer that honestly, or are you gonna say Roman Reigns? But no, who do you no, think no, of? One hundred percent, without a doubt, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte, and Flair I've said comes, it many times. We both have, and she had, comes in at number one. She was my number two. She was your number four. She was your. She was my number four. Your number two. But the reason she made it to number one again when we weighed most out total. everything, most total. Well, she tied, but the position of her over, over yeah. like because again I had Brian at one, Billy at five. You put those together, that's three. Anywho, you can scrutinize us either way. Charlotte Flair coming in at number one, putting out. It's outstanding matches, long reigns. I think it all started. You and know, her NXT started, I think, believe, believe close to 2010. Oh no, wait after that, she came in 2012. Yeah, 2012. She, she was like when the network came out in 2014. She was not even yeah. like she, well, she was in card. like the well, she was in like the BFFs. I think. Yes, she was with uh, Summer Ray and, and uh, 
Was it Sasha? Angle. It was Sasha. It was Sasha, yeah. Um, anywho, but she went on. WrestleMania 32 is where I think it all really, if you want to put the stamp on. WrestleMania 32, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks um, in Charlotte. All had cool entrances. The triple threat match. Best Rest match of the night. The return, yep. Then the return of the women's championship. They got rid of the Divas title there. It was really a moment, and they put it on her, and that really was the stamp of approval that, like, this is the woman. She had been wrestling for years. She's older than you think. She is not old, but she's older than you think. She's not, like, 24, 25. She's in her Same 30s. height as Daniel Bryan, 5'10". I thought she was. I would think she was taller. Well, I did. Women look yeah, a little bit taller. Yeah, her legs are much bigger. Um, but she is just an incredible athlete. The moon salts, the moves she puts on. I just love her finishing moves too. She has the um, figure eight and the um, natural selection. Like, the natural selection she doesn't do as much anymore, but I think she should because it's one of my favorite moves in wrestling. It is. It's, and a, it's a great name. People love RKO too. and like, yeah, it, but like it's an RKO in the person. And it's kind of yeah, it's out of nowhere. Yes. And I think I've said it for a while. One of the things that she does better than anybody else is she takes anyone and brings them up to her level. Yes. Like, she never has a bad match if she's in the ring with, you know, um, who, one, the person who I think is the other top female performer of the decade, even in her short run, is Ronda Rousey. Like, mm-hmm. she'll have the best match you've ever seen. Her but with Ronda she, Rousey, that Survivor Series is incredible. Insane. Absolutely insane. But even when she has a match against somebody who like I Carmella. don't think is, yeah, a good, a, a great in-ring performer, like, she brings the best out of her. She has... Bailey's top five matches are probably all Charlotte Flair matches. And the main roster, I would say Sasha with yeah. NXT. But, but on the main roster, yeah. they're all with her. Like she the can Royal get a Rumble. good match out of anybody. She was the first woman to main event um, any pay per view. Any pay per view at WrestleMania. Uh, she's ten time champion. Yep, she's been in. She was been in a Money in the Bank. She's been in a lot of different. She's done it all. She's probably she's, gonna win the Royal Rumble this she year. She won a hundred championships, which I, I actually think discredits her sometimes because I think title bit. runs. I mean, her and Sasha kind of flip flopped like six times within yeah. like a, I think a, maybe an eleven <laughs> month span. Yeah, it was not. It was crazy because yeah. Sasha couldn't never defended the title successfully. I think ever to this point. Yeah, she never has. <laughs> but uh, I mean, she truly is. I think the best women's performer ever already, and she has pretty much her entire her career ahead of her. Yep. And she really just has the most milestone moments already. She, as you said, main evented WrestleMania, which is, I mean, I think she was shoehorn in a little oh, bit. Oh, she absolutely was. But that's, when you but look that, back that, in history, that's her name being on there. It makes it seem a little bit bigger. Even though I still would have preferred to just Becky Lynch Me too, Ronda, but, but I, was, I was totally against it at the moment. But looking back on it, I see why they did it. Yeah, and they know she's a big seller for that division. And they probably didn't know what they wanted to do right away either. That's a whole other part of this. Like, sometimes wrestlers are in positions because they might not know what they're going to get out of Ronda Rousey if they were going to who knows but um, going and I know to, Paige and Emma technically oh, think they started the women's revolution I and I love did. both of them I think they did they, they did start the revolution but this was really the flag bearer I think yeah, for this is, all of it whoever started great she's the one who took it and has driven with it I want to see her in matches versus men that's one of my hopes for like this next decade I want to see Charlotte Flair I don't care who it is like even recently on Raw she like booted Eric Young in the face yeah. during like a 24-7 championship like scramble like she is worthy of fighting a man and I think that you know what's going on with Tessa Blanchard and, and the independence or TNA or Impact whatever you're calling it these days like I think Charlotte could be somebody she's not fighting Brock Lesnar don't get me wrong but I wouldn't mind seeing her against like the right heel and, or even the right face for her to like I don't know how you pull it off I, I'm not going to write it for them I, we don't get paid enough I get paid nothing but I would like to see her yeah, maybe actually she could be the baby face of some like jerk heel that like oh yeah sticking up for somebody be. who maybe is bullying a woman yes like what they were trying to do with Nia Jax and Dean Ambrose last year we were seeing a little bit Nia Jax was in the Royal Rumble last year like I wouldn't mind seeing Charlotte ooh, Flair jump in ooh, the men's Royal Rumble ooh, ooh. number about, two no wait what, what about this what about Listen. Andrade shoves down uh, Zelina and then him and her fight Oh, like you mean like sh- she comes out to defend Selena? Like, don't you push a woman? Why now you you're talking my language because you know the charisma. The, I mean the the chemistry connection, they chemistry have. they would have would be that is actually maybe perfect. And you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing Charlotte Flair going for the U.S. title. Yeah, hell against yeah. Andre. Like, think about WrestleMania this year. Say she doesn't win the Royal Rumble. I would love that. Wouldn't that be? Book think it. about think about the impact that would have on a 15 match card. People would be like, "What are they going to do? How are they going to do this?" And knowing behind the scenes, these two are engaged. There could not be maybe a better story than that right there. Boom. And it's free. Boom goes the dynamite. There you go. Billy D. Add Billy D. 2411. Take it. Just take it. Just do it. Just perform it. But the other thing that I will say that she does, and this is why I had her so high, is that when she's in the matches, she has, and Ronda Rousey is the only other person I've seen do it this well, is she sells like every little thing. Yes. And she gets into every little thing. Like she makes like moments in matches matter. Like I forget when it was. I think it was just a Raw where Sasha 
was facing her and it was like the third time she faced her and hadn't beaten her and she like looked her in the face and was like you can't beat me like and she like really expressed it and then sasha beat her one two three but it was just like that little like moment she knows how to sell those like in room no, moments right. it's better moments than... that we don't get yeah there's very few wrestlers like that do that i think the screaming in ring she does buy makes me buy into matches way more especially as a yeah. heel she always does that she'll just scream sometimes you're like boo yeah. and she gets a reaction and a visceral reaction one yeah. or the other so Charlotte Flair coming in at number one. There's so many matches. Like we just listed a few. She is just a highlight machine. Her moonsault is something else. Yeah. She does a corkscrew moonsault as well. I'm just, I'm really in awe. And this wasn't rigged does. to get a woman number one. No, this wasn't. I didn't. We did our list actually, separately. We did our list separately, and I actually did when I put her at number uh, four. I was like, okay, I, like I thought I was like, man, maybe I'm overrating her a little bit. And then I saw you put her in number two. It's like this is because I do think she is the best female performer, hands down, ever. Yeah, I think she had huge moments throughout the decade. She also added some huge things throughout this decade. She too, sure did. I don't know what helped her though. I'm gonna be honest, uh, that's it, another story. To me, it's just distracting because they're yeah. like so tightly pushed into her. Yeah, that also started. It feels when dangerous. Whole... Like I feel yeah, like I, I was she's gonna pop suffocate. Up. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, good for you, Andrade. But anywho, um, yeah, she like we said a couple times, she's the best wrestler in the in the company, and she had she's the most consistent, long reigning best wrestler. I don't think like Daniel Bryan's been in and out. Yeah, John Cena obviously didn't was in and out. Roman Reigns, I mean, for better or worse, some of these people there's reasons they weren't in, they weren't there. She's but... been there, she's been consistent, and she has been at the top of the card yeah. the whole time. And she makes you want to see what's going to happen, and that's yes. very rare. Especially, no offense, as this women evolution, revolution, whatever you want to call it, there was times go back six years I didn't want to watch a women match. I didn't care about Melina versus no. Naomi. I like, mean, every single didn't... time that the bell is rolled out against whoever the hell it was yeah. when they were champions, I was like, can we give the belt? To yeah, Eve Torres appreciate you, but didn't care. Yeah. And the thing is with with Charlotte reaching that point and all these women around her like this it's it, they're just driving everything up and usually like they say the cream rises to the top well that is Charlotte Flair for us so that is the Rossi on wrestling top eleven wrestlers of the twenty tens of the decade he again you can find him at Billy D twenty four eleven make yeah. sure you know let us know what you think about the list were we wrong were we off what do you think did we shock you were you happy with it anything you can tweet again at yeah, Billy tweet D. us and tell us if you knew when we got to two who one was because I bet because I didn't. Did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 20 at Billy D2411 at Jason D. Rossi. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back uh, next week with moments of the decade. Uh, we'll have a few more, then we'll be getting into the Royal Rumble and back into things of, I guess, current and future um, uh, wrestling. But I uh, appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget oh, to check actually- us out. actually. Frank Says Hi is an actual thing coming up. So. Oh, yeah. Frank Says I might as well plug it, right? Uh, Frank Says Hi a week from this Friday. We'll po- I'll put some stuff up on Twitter. Um, you know, it's a, it's a foundation that we started around a friend of ours called Frank. Uh, duh. He uh, passed away from leukemia. So we've actually, for years, been doing stuff with scholarships. But this year, have turned that corner. Now we work directly with Dana Faber. And we're not just giving money to cancer research. With all due respect, there's so many things that do that. I think that's excellent. And please do. If you have money and you can donate, please do that. Because obviously cancer research is... It's, Huge. Cancer sucks, all right? Yeah. Cancer's the biggest piece of shit, biggest heel in the business. Yep. And not like the cool heel that you like, the heel that you want to boo, like Baron Corbin a few months ago. Um, but now uh, what we're doing is we're giving money to experiences for cancer patients. So just recently, uh, Francis High donated a wedding dress to a, a girl who's going through chemotherapy, and her husband is actually... Uh, knock on wood it's hopefully still with us but is on his last legs due to a very vicious uh leukemia so we actually bought her her wedding dress so that's what we're doing with our money now we're going to be giving like when you know people of a certain age too we're not going for the super young kids because they get a lot of attention through cancer research and and, and donations we're not going for old elders because they also the money seems to go where you're young and old but people that were of frank's age he died passed away when he was 22 people from that like 18 to like 25 range there's really not you don't see those stories especially if you watch WWE they do Make-A-Wish Make-A-Wish is like a cutoff at like 17 so what happens to you after that what what do you need that's what Frank's decides to do especially locally for Dana uh, Dana Fiber Cancer Institute Um, so yeah we're doing an event a big fundraiser um, on the 17th of January Um, even if you can't make it if you're still listening to this podcast you can reach out to me if you want it I don't care if it's $1 if it's 50 cents you can PayPal anything it means so much and again we're now putting this to good causes there's no funding towards anything else we just give the money to people who need it and uh it's just all due to all the work that dana faber and a lot of people did for frank so uh yeah so frank says hi